This is an Encounter Co. podcast. Enjoy. Hello, fellow readers. This is uh, Austin here. I just wanted to hop in and let everyone know, let everyone know that my new podcast, So You Finally Watched, just posted episode five um, over on their feed. Um, it is me and my friend Matthew as we take turns watching movies that the other hasn't seen. And we give um, like a, a review of the story with spoilers similar to how Rifke is. And we talk about fun facts and what it made in the box office and go over critic reviews and then we give our final thoughts on it. It's not like a deep dissection of the movie per se. It's kind of like a average Joe's take on the on film and movie media. Uh, this week, episode five was on Men in Black. So my favorites are episode two, we did Breakfast Club. And then episode three, we did the sci-fi classic Blade Runner because Matthew had never seen it. Um, so we watched that. So go over and check that out for me. Either way, I'll let you go back to the show. Love you. Good morning and welcome back to Reading Isn't For Kids, a book club podcast where two grown adults read and review children's chapter books and sometimes comics. My name's Austin. And my name's Anna. And we read these books like they are works of art like they, they are, like God dang Frankenstein by Mary. <laughs> by Mary? Yes. Not Mary Shelley. Oh, yes. Know. Mary Shelley. That was her name. <laughs> yeah. Mary Shelley, the young female <laughs> author who created the entire genre of science fiction. Yes. Mary Shelley. Because, I mean, these are for adults, obviously. So They are. Because kids shouldn't be reading. Yeah, and today we read uh, Junie B. Jones and the Yucky Lucky Fruitcake by Barbara Park and illustrated by Denise Brunkus. Yes. And this is a book from 1995, I gotta tell you. Yeah. Is there a point in these books where I end up, I like her? Maybe when she goes to first grade? I don't know. There's a whole Junie B. Jones first grade edition. Where she graduates from kindergarten and goes to first grade. I know we have some of them. I don't okay. know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe someday you'll like her. I say that to myself every day. <laughs> someday you'll like him, honey. <laughs> Looking in the mirror. Uh, yeah, but what'd you think? Would you? What's your initial thoughts of this book? Did you read this one growing up? I did, and I know it's called Yucky Blucky Fruitcake, but it made me really want to try fruitcake. Like, I wanted to try fruitcake so bad. Yeah, every and, time I see fruitcake, I want to try it. But, like, I'm never in the, like, I never get the chance to try a fruitcake. I know they're so, like, notoriously disgusting and, like, people hate them. But, like, I don't know. It it just made me want to try fruitcake despite them being, like, oh, fruitcake is disgusting. And now, now fruitcakes are, like, $30 a piece if you want to buy one, so. True. And no one knows how to make them because they have just extinguished the recipes from history are you for real i yeah i'm re, i'm being for real right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man Yeah, google it you won't be able to see a recipe i swear to god why are you like this why are you mean to me what do you mean i'm not being mean to you I just was interested in the fruitcake lore, and you're making jokes. You're cracking jokes. Yeah, but I'm a liar. 
I lie. I'm like, I'm not like, I don't lie in important shit. It's always uh-huh. that stupid shit I lie uh-huh. about. Yeah, name an important thing I lied about. Everything. Fruitcake. <laughs> that was my name in college. Everything fruitcake. <laughs> it's your nickname now. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, before, before we start off, we, we have hit 10 Spotify reviews. Woo! Which is amazing. Thank you all so much. Hell yeah. It's gonna that's gonna helps us out so much and it makes it makes us feel good that people, you know, reviewed us and Thanks. Yeah. But anyway, back to the Ucky Ucky Bucky Wucky fruitcake. Um it you know, it starts off this this you know this book's really not about fruitcake. To be real with you. Yeah, it's not. I, I honestly the title was really misleading. I thought it was a Christmas themed Jenny B. Jones because it the cover is red and green and gold and it just really looked like it was gonna be a Christmas book. Yeah. But it's And I was excited to see Jenny B be a brat on Christmas. But it's really about her being a sore winner and a sore loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like because yeah. everyone like her parents and her grandpa let her win everything. Yeah. And so she so she declares she's like the bestest winner or whatever she yeah. says. She's like the most best at winning. The bestest game winner. The bestest game winner. And she also gets in the first two pages, she's mean to her little brother. Yeah. Because he needs discipline. Yeah, no. The, again, <laughs> her brother is a baby and like woke up crying hungry. <laughs> And her brother, and she's like, "Hey, shut up! Shut up your face!" <laughs> and the all the mother does is just give her angry eyes, doesn't? This is why she is the way she is. Yeah, I think I'm doing discipline. That's what she says. And her mom's like, "Not today, Junie." Parents are so. Her parents are so dismissive of her. Like anytime she does anything bad, they're like, "I don't have time to deal with this. Like, get away from me. Like, go." Like, stop being annoying. Get away from me. And one, and then she's... So her parents leave to go to work because she has afternoon kindergarten, she says, which, which is Grandpa Miller is watching him. And she calls this man by his full name. Calls him Frank Miller. <laughs> That's so weird to me. Frank Miller. It's funny. It is funny, but, like, that's such a weird thing. Why did she? Why did she do that? Hey, man, I don't know. <laughs> and I, I don't. Yeah, I you don't know. think it's like a because I know some families, uh, they prefer it like when the kids call them by their actual names. I don't think this is the case, but he doesn't correct her. No, no one corrects Junie because she's God apparently. And one of her, one of the babysitter instructions is she can't climb on the refrigerator. Yeah. How the fuck is she climbing a refrigerator? Oh, dude, my one of my brothers used to do it at like two or three years old. Get on top of the refrigerator. That's insane. It is insane. And it's fucking nerve wracking. <laughs> um, But yeah, basically the whole first part is her beating Grandpa Miller at everything. She puts orange juice on cereal and says it's delicious, but it's going to make me puke. <laughs> because, you know, she can't admit she's wrong yeah she's like this is the best <laughs> breakfast except it's actually not the best breakfast and it's actually horrible 
But she, yum, it's so good. She calls ingredients greedients, like greed, like greedients. And uh, but then then she goes to school and she's like riding the bus and her best friend Grace is like, she's telling Grace that she's like, oh, I'm the best game winner ever. No one's ever beat me. I'm the first at everything. And Grace and Grace is like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm good at winning games too. And Junie B. Jones like pats her and is like, I'm sweaty. <laughs> she says, "You, yeah, well, you can't be as good as me because I said it first. So. And then uh, Grace gives, like pulls out tic tac toad, and tic tac toad. And she's like, "All right, play me right now." And then they so they they play, and then Junie's like, "Ha ha, I win." And Grace is like, "No, you didn't. You just drew a line. You like she like circled the letters to connect the X's." And she's like, it has to be in a straight line. <laughs> and Junie's like, uh, she's like, I know they have to be in a line. Uh, that's why I squiggled the line to make them all match. And Grace is like, you're a cheater. Like, you're cheating. And she's like, no, I'm not. And then Grace shows the entire bus. And they're like, Junie B, you're a cheater. <laughs> no, to you're be, a dirty little liar. To be fair, though. Like, she's yelling at Grace, saying that she's wrong. I know. And Gra- I don't think Grace was trying to be mean. I think she was just like, am I insane? Other <laughs> five-year-old, am I insane? Is this how you play the game? <laughs> I think she was like, that's, like, have you been taught wrong? Like, you're wrong. And then and then Junie was mean to her about it. So she's like, no, I'll fuck it. I'll prove it. You yeah. can't gaslight me, Junie B. Jones. Yeah. You can't get... Gr- Good can't, for Grace. Yeah. Girl boss, Grace. Also, she, I, we did not mention this, but she said that Grace has giant feet. <laughs> and high top sneakers. Yeah, she wears pink high top sneakers and inside those are giant feet. Like, girl, you're so mean. She's supposed to be your best friend. And then they get off the bus and she's like, let's have a skipping race. Because she always beats Grandpa Miller at skipping because he's 90 years old. <laughs> And she doesn't even wait for Grace to get off the bus. She's still on the bus. And she's like, okay, one, two, three, go. And like, takes off. And then Grace beats her still. Yeah. She said, she said, hi, Junie. Bye, Junie. Girl boss move, Grace. <laughs> and Grace is like, you, you only won because your feet are way gianter than mine. <laughs> That's what Junie said to Grace. <laughs> And then Grace goes up to Lucille and tries to, like, fucking bully Grace to not having friends for the day. And she's like, Lucille's like, oh, look at my nails. They're so good. Yeah. They're apricot, apricot ice. Yeah. Which is capitalized. So I don't know if that was, like, an actual nail company back in the day or something. It's probably a nail color. And then they have a hopping competition. Yeah. And Judy B and Lucille are hopping. And Lucille's like, woo, this is so much fun. Like, look at my, like, bouncy skirt. I'm having such a great time. And then Junie B's like, all right, like, Grandpa Miller usually falls down by now. Yeah, and I can see your underwear, Lucille. And Lucille, like, just doesn't doesn't give a shit because she's five years old. What five-year-old gives a shit? Um, and, like, I think Lucille just thinks they're having fun. Like, I don't think yeah, Lucille it's cares if she wins competition. or loses. She's just having a lot of fun. And then... Junie B stops and she's like, oh, yay, I won. And Junie B's all. Lucille stops. Like, Lucille wins. Yeah. Because Junie falls over. Yeah. And then she fucking sulks. <laughs> yeah, she, like, goes into the classroom and, like, p- 
puts her head down and is like, I'm having the worst day ever. And the teacher's trying to help, but like the teacher is just not not paid enough for this, I don't think, to deal with this. <laughs> like she's like, are, are you okay? Why are you so glum? And she's like, and um and then it like it it changes chapters and they're talking about a school carnival yes which did your school ever have a carnival like a fun one like that one (sighs) not that i can remember one of the elementary schools i went to um did have one they had like one in the fall and then one in uh i think the spring and it was very fun and all the different classrooms had different fun things like a cakewalk and, and the fishing game and stuff like that. And then um, because it was right around Halloween, they uh, had a couple classrooms that were connected to each other that they made like a like a tiny like haunted tunnel type thing. That was a lot of fun. I don't I'm sure they did. I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, grade school, I wasn't very sociable with kids like i had a hard time getting along with kids because mm. i was like always the chunky one and everyone was really mean about it oh right right so like i just never really i never like went to the school events you know what i mean yeah well you kind of did go to like a sports centric school yeah it's very sports centric school um but in like high school like we had after prom that i went to oh okay that was like there was like gambling and like like with fake bunny and there was like poker and then like cornhole and like tons of other games that they made up right that we went to and you could like win prizes like this but it was like mini fridges and like xboxes and stuff oh, cool like they raised money for it and we ha- they had it at the school and it was kind of like a lock-in oh right so you couldn't leave unless there was an emergency you couldn't leave yeah um until like two or three a.m and then you had then you went straight home. It, I think it was to like discourage teenagers from drinking and stuff. Right. I didn't go to like the prom lock-in thing that we had at my school. It was really it was way more fun than prom was. Cuz like I think you pay like we paid like 10 bucks for a ticket and you got like all the cool games and stuff and then you like could raffle in for prizes. I never won anything because I've like won like two things my whole life <laughs> with like Entries and prize winning stuff. I've only won like two things ever. Um, so I didn't win anything, which I didn't care because you also got like it was catered. So like they spent the money on catering and then they put all the rest of the money into prizes. <laughs> so like there's a bunch of cool prizes and like I think we had B doves one year. Oh, cool. And like you could literally eat as much as you want. Holy shit. I, I, I went back like three times. Hell yeah. Um, and stuff like that, and then the last year we they it was uh they went to like a like a f- entertainment place, right? Yeah. So the carnival section in this book did really make me super super nostalgic for that uh, time period. I think it was about three years that I went to that school, and that they had that carnival every year, and it was so much fun. Uh, but anyway, they talk about all the games and how like Junie's gonna practice and she's gonna win them all, and it describes the teacher like because the kids get in like a yelling fight. And yeah. describes her taking aspirin, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it. Hey, man, if you're a teacher out there and you have a Junie B in your class, I feel for you. I feel for you, but, you know, 
you know what? You know. Is what it is, I guess. <laughs> the millennial model is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Um. So then she goes home after school and she's like, I need to practice all the games for the Friday. It's at Friday and it's like Wednesday or something. Right. So she like starts practicing all the games, but she's like cheating at the games. I don't think she's necessarily cheating. It's just that she's like not grasping the concept that it's going to be difficult. Well, no, no, not, she's not purposely cheating, but she's like cheating. She's cheating the game technically by putting a bucket to drop hairpins in instead of a milk bottle. Yeah, she said, oh, I couldn't find an empty bottle, but this bucket is nice and big, so I can, like, just use this. Yeah. Um, and Which then, isn't really practicing, obviously. Yeah, and then, then Grandma or her parents don't say anything to her. Yeah, they're just like, okay, hon, have fun. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't, like, scold her for this, but I would be like, hey, why don't you use smaller things and, like, work down? Because, like, you know it's going to be, like, the size of, like, a Coke bottle, and then, you know, she'd be, then maybe she'd understand... Yeah, truly, they kind of are just, like, setting her up for disappointment. Uh-huh. And then um, her mom lets her use, like, a real golf club and a grapefruit because she said no real golf balls in the house. <laughs> and so she, like, lets her hit a grapefruit around. Which is a nightmare if it bursts open. Yeah, true. And then one of the games is that you throw a sponge at the principal. Yes. And she practiced that one, and she was pretty good at it. Yes. But I don't know if she was like too close. I don't know if that was what they were trying to get at. Yeah, I don't know. But she also said in that line, she's like, oh, I'm not allowed to like mess with the sponges and stuff in the bathroom. Like she's not supposed to play with the bathroom. She's like, but mom and dad aren't paying attention to me tonight. So I can go do whatever I want. I mean, there is times where like you kind of let your kids do their own thing. But like, right. I usually check on like, for example, our son, who's Junie's age. Yes. You know, we you want them to, like, do things by themselves and play by themselves and not feel like you're hovering over them. But, like, you know, I'll check on him every 20 minutes, you know, if not whenever I walk by. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Like, what if he's doing something like this? He doesn't know. Yeah. And she ends up clogging the toilet so bad that it floods the bathroom. <laughs> And uh, that's that. I don't even think she gets in trouble for it. No, they give her a bath <laughs> and tell her to go to bed and stop worrying about winning. Yes, they have a conversation about winning. And June, I don't think Junie listens to them. No, she just says, right. Which, as a parent, I would be like, "Are you, you're not listening to me. Seriously, you need, buddy, you need to listen to me right now. This yeah, is important. Because... The mom would ask her a question like, you need to stop worrying about winning, right? And then she'd answer, right? Which obviously right there should show you that she's not listening. She's just saying yes to your right. <laughs> um, so sometimes when you can tell a five-year-old isn't paying attention, you say, you know, are you listening to me? And they can say yes. And you say, then repeat what I said to you. <laughs> like, yeah. And it tells you right away. Yeah. I mean that works on people in general too. Right. It's but it works on toddlers better. But like, if you think like your partner is not listening to you and you guys are like having a serious talk and they're like just saying yes and you're like, okay, what did I just say? And like, you don't got to be a dick about it. But yeah. like, I mean, like we've done that to each other when both one of us wasn't listening to each other when something important was happening. Right. And five times out of ten, it's, it's not <laughs> malicious. It's like 
It's like I'm zoning out and It is malicious. She's she's mean to me. Oh my god. Why would you say that? <laughs> We're very different. I'm hyper focused constantly. I am never not hyper focused. And she is the opposite. I am almost never focused. In the last So You Finally Watched episode we recorded with me and Matthew, it was a three hour long, three and a half hour long recording for Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, which it, So You Finally Watched is usually an hour and a half. Uh-huh. It's Matthew's favorite movie. I went on a 10 minute rant <laughs> on how hot Brad Pitt was in that Unironically, <laughs> wasn't doing a bit. We love it. Matthew was like, yeah, he's a good looking guy. And I went, I was like, I just want to eat sushi off his abs. <laughs> <laughs> so then it rolls around to the night of the carnival and they show up and Junie B's like, oh, it looks like a real carnival here. And she's like, except, and there's also clowns, but keep them away from me. <laughs> she's like, I don't like clowns. Keep them away from me. And her parents just like laugh and she's like, because clowns are not normal. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I don't have a thing against clowns. They don't freak me out, but. And then she runs into Lucille. I've seen too many peep women cosplay clowns in, on TikTok to really be afraid of them We're anymore. We're not getting into clown TikTok right now. <laughs> we can't get into clown TikTok right now. She runs into Lucille and Lucille's like, ah, look, I have hearts on my face. And my Nana put lipstick on my lips to match my hearts. And Judy B like just tries to like touch her lipstick and she's like, don't smudge me. <laughs> really weird to do honestly <laughs> so then they're like okay let's start playing the games and so they start uh at the putting range and she's like oh this is a really teeny tiny golf ball and she's like i mostly just put grapefruits and the guy's like okay cool kid like which also, the adults that are manning these carnival stations are being really mean to her. They're being super mean. Like, she gets up there and, like, is clearly very nervous. <laughs> and they're like, hurry the fuck up, kid. Like, there's other kids in line. Like, hurry up. Like, do it or don't. Do they, like, she's all... paying to be here. Like, her parents are paying for her to be here. Yeah. What the fuck? These are children, and I'm assuming these are teachers that the, are running these stands. It's, uh, she says it's teachers and parents. Teachers and parents. Yeah, it's teachers and parents that are running it. I was weirded out by that. Why were they so... So rude? I don't know. Because like, everything I went to with like parents running it, they were they were pretty nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the whole point, is even... that you're kind and like kind-hearted enough and like want to volunteer your time to make sure kids have a good time like even in high school at the high school ones they were nice even like the the ones that were like obviously like the the rich people that like the rich jerky people you know what right. i mean they were they were like nice to everyone right um or like you know like the popular kid parents were still nice at those events so like i i don't know if she's just weird it is very weird <laughs> and it like I felt bad for Junie a little bit because she's like, just, she's confused because the games aren't what she was playing. Right. And so she hits the ball really hard because she gets nervous and then like runs away basically. And her mom's like, let's find a game where you're not going to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, because she hits it into the crowd of people. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, we could play the clothespin game. And so she comes up to the clothespin and they tell her how to drop it into the empty milk bottle. 
And uh, she's like, oh, that's a really little hole. And the lady's like, yeah, I don't know. Just just play. <laughs> Again, this parent or teacher is being so mean. So Judy's sitting here trying to figure out how she's going to drop these clothespins in. And this lady's like, hurry up. Like, dude. Yeah, what were her parents doing? Why weren't they like defending her? For... I don't know. It It couldn't have been just the time. Like, it couldn't have been just the time. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, if my mom, when I was a kid, heard a parent talking to me like that. Oh, I know. She would have been pissed. So I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. Uh, but she's basically playing all these games and just losing. Yeah. And she's sad that she's not winning anything. And her dad feels bad. So they get her some ice cream and a balloon. And she tries to grab the balloon with the ice cream hand and drops both. Yes. Which made me dad furious. <laughs> oh, and then a clown shows up. And she says, shut up. <laughs> she says, get out of my face, clown. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> get out of my face, clown. It's just get out of my face, clown. And it's that picture of me from high school. <laughs> Two dudes will change the podcast world. Hey. Do you like movies? Do you like silly goof times? Do you like getting deep for no reason randomly over anything? Then you should come watch So You Finally Watched with me, Nort. And me, Matthew. Where we take turns watching movies the other hasn't seen. Like Breakfast Club. Avengers Endgame. Harry Potter. And Wayne's World. So grab some popcorn, crack open a soda pop, and sit down for some movie talk every other Thursday on the Encounter Co. Network. Hell yeah. Obviously, if you're a clown, you should know that some kids... What? Obviously, if you're a fucking dumbass, bitch-ass clown, you should know Yeah, that. you should know that some kids are scared of clowns, and the second she sees the clown, she, like, hides behind her mom, and the clown still comes up to her, and is, like, in her face. So, like... Honky, honky. <laughs> so, like, you should use some context clues, man. I mean... Honestly, Junie B is a brat in this book, but, like, I don't know. Like, The adults are pretty mean to her in this the, book. Yeah, they are. And the teacher's really not. She has the most patience with her. Yes. And, but, like, her grandparents do, but... Right. Her parents don't. No. Her parents just... They got a new baby, so then... <laughs> They'll raise this one right. Yeah. She's all sad because she lost the balloon, lost the ice cream. The clown came up to her. Her mom had a talk with her about not yelling at clowns to get out of her face. It's a good lesson to teach someone. Trust clowns. Follow them into sewers. Yeah. Get into their vans. Also, if you... Your child specifically asked you to not let the clowns near her... As a parent, if a clown started to come up with, to her and your child was hiding and scared, wouldn't you be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, she is afraid of clowns. Like, sorry. Yeah, and if he didn't, I would just Bane-style break his back. Like in the hit movie Gamer from 2009. It, and it's like... I know that they keep having these talks with Junie B, but they're not like... They're not defending her. They're not 
they're not actually giving her any like valuable lessons they're just telling her not to do things without giving her explanations they're not providing like a solid support system for her they're not helping her set boundaries with people are letting are making her set bound like or make having her accept boundaries from others yes because she doesn't she's not told to set boundaries so she's not accepting anybody else's right so this is just a little deep dive into you know what's really going on in judy b's life <laughs> nothing that's the sad part is nothing's yeah, going on nothing's going on in her life and um well her dad's about her she's like gonna play the sponge throw game and she gets up and jim is there who is the boy he she hates who is so mean to her yeah so awfully rude and like she misses her first throw and jim's like calling her names and laughing at her. So Junie turns around and throws the fucking sponge at him and hits him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's technically violent, but it doesn't hurt him. Right. It doesn't hurt him. Also, his parents and her parents are watching them do this. His yeah. parents didn't speak up and be like, hey, don't be mean to this kid. And her parents also weren't like, didn't say anything like they yelled, they yelled at her for throwing the sponge at him yeah they weren't like hey Junie b maybe get away with this get away from this kid or be like hey please don't be mean to my daughter like yeah i would be like hey kid don't be mean to my daughter and then if his dad came up i would just beat the shit out of him because like <laughs> you know what i mean i'd be like hey hey dad of this kid get fucking don't let your kid be mean to other kids <laughs> and if his dad fucking starts some shit i guess we're fighting at a grade school carnival yeah. But I don't see Jim's dad in this picture, so I don't think Jim's dad's around. Probably not. Well, no, he is around because... Oh. <laughs> remember in Stinky Smelly Bus, um, Jim's dad made him apologize to Jeannie B. So it's his mom that's the problem. Po- yeah, I think so. Because in this picture, his mom's pissed at Jeannie B. Yes. Like glaring at Jeannie B. Like, how dare you do this to my precious... To my sweet, precious, precious little... angel boy. My sweet, precious little white boy. How could you hurt this this alpha male <laughs> it's annie annie's her, the mom uh, no we it's grown-up annie i'll connect all these books <laughs> anyway julie b runs away obviously because she knows she's gonna get in trouble and she like ends up in the bounce house and is like we and just just bounces around and their her dad waits for her to get out <laughs> and like who drags her out of it and he's like we're leaving and she's like my shoes yeah i mean yeah honestly at that point i would probably be like all right we're leaving this is not working out you don't you don't deserve to be here if you're gonna be you know unless they didn't hear the boy be mean to her yeah. and they just thought she was violent to him but they didn't ask her why they didn't see what happened yes they just took the boy's side immediately. Uh-huh. Um, and ma- made her come back and apologize to him. Yeah. Yep. And she doesn't really apologize, which is good. Yeah. She's she's like, sorry that you're a stupid meanie head. Yeah. You can't let people do that to you. And I'm not, I don't want people to think I'm like a violent... I'm not a violent person either. Right. But like, bullying doesn't really help people. It makes things a lot worse yes unless you're like they're bullying someone over for cutting open an animal or something 
Right. You know what I mean? That maybe they should get bullied over that. <laughs> but like, you know, just being a little annoying should Junie B be bullied by everybody? No. I guess it's really just being bullied by Jim because all of her other classmates aren't mean to her unless she's mean to them. Right. But she's so like attention seeking because she isn't receiving proper attention. <laughs> yeah, that's why she's like that. Hundred percent. Um But anyway, she loses one of her shoes and like starts to cry a little bit and then Her dad immediately folds. And aut- like, automatically folds. He's like he's like, All right, go to the cakewalk with your mom. And the cakewalk's like musical chairs or something. Yeah. Have you ever been to a cakewalk? No. It's it's pretty much musical chairs. Uh, you walk around in a big circle. There's numbers on the floor. Um, when they stop the music, they p- pick a number. And if you're standing on that number, you win a cake. Which okay. is usually like a full-ass baked cake. That's that like donated. Donated. Uh, well, Junie's losing a lot at, during this cakewalk. And then she finally wins. And she picks a fruitcake. Yeah. I'm assuming because it was the biggest one. Uh, well, it's because it was like wrapped in tin foil, and she's like, "Oh, I can't see this one." And <laughs> she's like, "Oh, it's a fruit cake, but you don't want you really don't want it." She's like, "Oh, but I love fruit. Fruit's and I my, love cake. <laughs> fruit's my favorite. I love fruit and cake. So why wouldn't a fruit cake be good? Which is what you would think. I mean, but like, it's not like pavlova or like an it, angel food cake." Or like a pineapple upside down cake is technically more of a fruit cake than fruit cake is. Yes. Which pineapple upside down cake is my favorite cake. Yes. I fucking love that cake, dude. It's so good. But then she's like, oh, really, honey, you don't want that cake. She's like, no, I absolutely want a fruit cake. It like sounds delicious. And she can't even carry it. So she drags drags it out of the classroom. It's so dense that she like drags it out of the classroom. And her mom's like, are you sure that's the one you want? And she's like, oh, yeah, I love, I'm going to love this. <laughs> and then her dad's like, nah, she didn't pick that one. Nah, you're say psych right now. And then her mom's like, yep, like, we're definitely going to have to deal with the consequences this, of this later. And then, Which is valid because they still let her make the decision. They didn't force her to put it back. That was a good choice they made. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should listen to people around you. Sometimes if someone's telling you, hey, don't do this thing, you're not going to like the outcome. You should probably at least think about what you're doing. Right. <laughs> Just me, though. <laughs> um, And then, yeah, so she opens it up and she's like, oh, this is gross. And her dad's like, yep, you only give that to people you hate. Yeah. And then <laughs> the parents laugh and she's like, I don't get the joke. I don't I don't hate. Well, I only hate Jim. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then what happens? The book's about done here. She takes a bite and is like, this is disgusting. And her parents are like, yep. And so she's really sad. And he, they're like, okay, get in the car. We'll give you the and cake. she doesn't get put in a car seat, which I thought was crazy. Yes. They just put her in the car. They actually sit her on top of the fruitcake. Yeah. Which would fuck you up if you got hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> um. And she's like, oh, this is great. She's like, I love this fruitcake now. Yeah, and She's she... like, now I can actually see out the window. Which which means she's so short that she can't see out the window sitting in a car seat. She's not like, in a car seat in that. No, yeah, like, yeah. like in the regular car yeah. without a car seat. She should definitely be in a car seat. It just wasn't the laws back then. I know. Um, And then... Because <clears throat> they used to do it by age, not by height and weight, which is how you should do it. Yeah. Um, but so 
she gets home and now she's using it as a seat at the table. She doesn't have to sit on the phone book anymore. She can sit on the squishy cake. Yep. And she loves it. And her parents are like, okay, well, fruitcake doesn't really go bad. So, so that's your, you're going to fart on that for your, the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and then she puts it on her shelf and is like, ooh, this is so cool. It's shiny. And it's never going to go bad. And it's never going to go bad. So she just has a pet fruitcake. And Junie B learns nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Once again, Junie learns nothing from the situation. <laughs> Which, not Junie's fault. Everyone, no. all the adults around her are failing at teaching her lesson. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's it. What do you give this one? I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 fruitcakes. Yeah, I give this one a 7 out of 10. I like this one because, like, excuse me, it. the book wasn't me. It wasn't centered on how awful Junie was. Like, it was centered. It, like, kind of showed that, like, Oh, the other, the parent, like the adults are kind of the reason she's like this. Like she's probably a hyperactive kid anyway. But like, you know, it's June, like this kind of book shows like in the Junie lore that like, oh, the reason she does all of these things is because she doesn't have love in her life basically. Right. Or they just don't know how to deal with her hyperactivity. So they just pawn it off. Which was a, a, a big thing back when we were kids. Like, I mean, I, I had... Like, I've had, you know, friends that were just put on, like, fucking high doses of Ritalin and stuff. Right. And it, like, fucked them up for, like, they were, like, eight and they were on Ritalin. They were just (laughs) getting addicted to these opioids or whatever. And in the 90s and early 2000s, it really was a real issue with hyperactive kids either being deemed as bad kids and not receiving any help or they were receiving, like... Adderall and Ritalin prescriptions like and not that those medicines are bad but like uh, they were giving the dosages were too high they weren't giving the proper dosage to each because each person needs a different dosage like I may take 10 but John down the street takes 30 or whatever yeah. you know what I mean um so yeah so yeah it was a pretty solid Junie B. Jones book because uh, even when I was younger I had people be like oh this kid has ADHD and why do, do not have ADHD? <laughs> no, no. But if they would have given me the medicine, it would have I would have would have probably got me high and stuff. Like it wouldn't have fixed the issue. Well, it makes them like robotic out, and then like it puts them in a state of like numbness, and then they're like, "Oh, we fixed our kid." Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. And then the people who actually needed it, it does help them. Yeah, like quiet their brain and stuff. Whatever, whatever they say. Again, I don't have ADHD. I, I suffer from, like, you know, like OCD and stuff, which is slightly different. But 7.5 out of 10 from both of us there, combining that's that good. score. That's a little napkin math for you. Do you like that? Good job. Oh. I'm proud of you. Oh, you got a text. Who are you texting? Your other bitches? I bet you are. It's Aaron. Um. Okay. Uh. So we're getting into the end thing here. The next book we're going to read is we're going to do – we're going to do the – uh, Magic Treehouse number five, Night of the Ninjas, or it's going to be uh, The Walking Dead volume three, and that's going to be a collab episode. Whichever one comes first. So if you're reading ahead, just read both of those things. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, on the Discord, which is called Grim Encounters, in the description, um, I will post updates on which one's coming out beforehand. So 
I know the schedule got a little mixed up from what we usually do, but that's how it be. And I mean, once and right now we have our, I have our Patreon built. It's ready to go live. I'm just waiting on some back end stuff come through with uh, just business shit. And, but you can sign up for the wait list on the Discord. There is a link to it, and it'll let us and it'll like let you know right when it launches. Um, this the the Patreon for this will have a exclusive show. You will have voting rights. So one of the two episodes a month. Anna and I will list four choices, and our patrons will vote on which one they want us to read. Then we will also have a special, exclusive, like, episodes, like a podcast for the Patreon. And we'll explain more when it launches. It won't be re- re- reviewing books or anything, but it'll be something a little different. But yeah. Hell yeah. We'll have, I'll have more information on that when everything goes through. But sign up for the wait list if you want to show us, show us some interest, show us some love. Um... Follow us on Twitter at RiffKPod. Join the Discord, like I said. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, make sure you write something and it's five stars and we'll we'll read it out loud and talk about how great of a boy, girl, or they, them you are. Hell yeah. Um, And talk about like how cool you are for doing it and we're so grateful. And then uh, on Spotify, it's even easier. You just click rate and... Click five stars. You don't have to write anything. You don't have to submit anything. It's just bang, bang, zam, zam. And it helps us out tremendously. Helps us get more listeners. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just wonderful. And it puts a big old smile on our face. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything else? Uh, No, I don't think so. I think it's cool. I think we're done. I think we can end the episode right here. Oh, we're part of the Encounter Co. Network. I almost forgot. Oh, yes. Well. Yeah, there was an ad in here. Go listen to that show. Give them love. Also, it tells you that we're an Encounter Co. pod. I know, but I like to talk about it. It's old school, okay? I like to do it. I know. It's fun. I'm an old school podcast boy, okay? It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's chill. We like the Encounter Co. Obviously. No, I, no, I don't. I hate Grim Encounters and So You Finally Watched. I hate both of them. Yeah. <laughs> And those are our two podcasts, by the way. Crim Encounters is a spoopy actual play. And then So You Finally Watch is a movie review podcast. Similar to this, except there's no there's like not a bit about it being for kids. <laughs> uh it, we do we do joke around on it though. Matthew's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Go listen to that. I'm gonna read you a joke out of one hundred and one rock and roll jokes and riddles by Katie Hall and Lisa Eisenberg. Illustrated by Don Orhick. Orhick. And um, we're gonna read. We're gonna read this. Well, okay. Hey, Cristiano. Hey, Austin. What if you get if you cross a '60s dance craze with a pig? A Vogue hog? I don't know. A uh, twist and snout. Ew. You get it because like twist and shout Stop. was like a dance in the '60s. Hey, yo, 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 and, yo, 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 and pigs yo, have yo, snouts. Yo, 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 yo. I'm gonna tell you a joke. What the fuck do you think this is, Christiana? I'm going to tell you a joke. No. No, 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 no. You're not ending the podcast. No. Hang on. Yo. Hey, what do you call a teacher that won't fart in public? A prude. A private tutor. I don't get it. Yeah, you can end the episode. I don't get it. No, that's too bad. You're just stupid. Leave that silence there for you. Good.
You're so disgusting. You make me want a fucking wretch. That come through on the audio? Yes, it did. Hell yeah. So then... I fought it. <laughs> I fought it when I bent over. <laughs> it's, it was a quiet one, but they're dead. We... Eesh. I we just fought it over here. I we just fought it. I we just gwiddied up. I gwiddied into the Star Wars ship. <laughs> I we We're gwiddying on to the Star Destroyer. Please do not gwiddy onto the Star Destroyer. I'm glad you know how to edit because I don't think we'd be able to send this to Brandon to edit. I mean, he he would love it. Oh, I know he would love it, but... Man. I think um, there's a teacher in here named Mrs. Hall, isn't there? Yes, the art teacher. Yeah, it's Brandon's in this book. <laughs> Brandon's mom's in this book. 